Welcome to another episode of the Bitter Jury Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Westhoff, and tonight, as we do every Thursday night, we'll be recapping all of the events from this week of the Big Brother 25 season. Uh, this is a special night. You know, we had a double eviction uh, on hand, and despite an hour of drama, and I know some of us on the podcast night had adrenaline rushing through their veins, uh, but we kind of ended up right back where we started. So we'll dive into all the details of how the night uh, progressed. But first, let me introduce my co-host tonight. Uh, first, I'll start with uh, my sister, Sarah. Sarah, you and I were texting throughout this uh, episode, and I know you have thoughts and feelings. So how are you doing tonight? How are you feeling about how the day played out, the night played out? Don't spoil too much, though, because we you know Charles hasn't seen everything yet, so we'll kind of do that as we go along on the podcast. But how are you doing? I feel like we manifested the results that were going to happen tonight with only them to be squandered in the end. That, that, is, a, that is a great way to put it. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Let me go next to you, Richard. Uh, you've always got quite the opinion. Uh, so let me just dig in there. How do you feel about how things shook out tonight? Are you excited about what's coming up? Are you relieved, annoyed? How are you feeling? I'll let Charles go soon. All I'm going to say is that my life's about to go dark real quick. So <laughs> <laughs> I like that that is a reoccurring theme on this pod. Well, as I introduce our final host for the night, I want to get an authentic reaction to the biggest surprise of the Big Brother 25 season so far. I think we all agree it is Julie Chan's a haircut tonight. Charles, please look at your screen and tell me what you think about the biggest surprise of the night. I, um, <laughs> I, I'm somewhat speechless just, be, just because I don't hate it, but I don't yeah. love it. It's a nice I, way to put it. <laughs> it's very, I feel as if, I, I maybe shouldn't say this, but I feel as if if Julie Chen were on Friends as a reoccurring cast member, that this is the hairdo that she would have had. Oh my gosh, Jen Aniston. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah. This, yeah. Thank, thanks for sharing. I loved that I was driving and my phone is just blowing up with text and that was the most <laughs> interesting thing that came across it. So... Well, it's become sort of a tradition here in this uh, new season of the podcast that on these Thursday night recaps, we kind of retell the story of the night's Charles, who seems to never be able to watch the episode live with us. So we will kind of recap how the episode played out tonight and uh, and kind of reveal to Charles how it played out and get his reaction as we go along. So let's just dive right in and start with... Um, the simplest news of the night, and that is that Cameron was evicted from the house eight to zero. Uh, there were no votes for to keep Cameron. Uh, this is our sixth, seventh unanimous vote of the season. Not a lot of drama here. Um, Sarah, were you excited to see Cameron go? I know we're, it's not exactly like he's gone, gone. Uh, but do, was there any scenario that you saw when watching the live feeds this week where you thought America was at all in danger? Um, no, no, honestly, this week was a pretty straightforward week. 
I will say that I do feel like we're getting out some of the most interesting players right at the front end of the season. So I do worry that we're not going to have any fun at the back end. Um, Although Cameron has some inner work to do when he gets out of this house, when it comes to how he speaks to women um, and just in general, um, he was kind of a funny person to watch just be isolated and not care whatsoever. Um, I think like the episode on uh, Sunday and Wednesday with his age or, you know, showing everything that went down. I mean, it was kind of hilarious watching him. Um, so and not that I'll miss him, but uh, those big brother, big presence are kind of nice to have in the house just to keep you on your toes yeah well the the first surprise of the night that uh besides you was bob that really threw us off our game was we saw cameron come out of the house you know say goodbye to everybody walks out sits down to do his interview with julie and instead of cutting to commercial break julie comes in and says hey cameron usually i'd be asking you questions tonight i don't know maybe she said this to jared later but basically she kept it short and sweet she didn't ask him any questions she said hey you are not out of this game quite yet. I uh, will give you more details later. Richard, your reaction when you heard that there'd be a twist that maybe Cameron's not gone, where did your mind go? And what did you think about what the twist might be? Because we still don't really know right now. Well, I'm not surprised given that I've been on BB Twitter a lot, but um, if I wasn't on Twitter, I'd be surprised. Um, I saw uh, real quick uh, to cut in. I saw what you texted us from. Was it Mike Bloom that tweeted out? There's no exit interviews tonight. Was that your bat signal in the air? Like, oh, something's up. Because I saw that too. And I was like, maybe it's because they thought Jared Cam, they both got kind of issues. So I didn't really take it to heart. But you, you, you did text us that kind of calling it out like, hey, there's a twist coming. No, but to, but to me, it means some sort of twist some sort of battle back which is what i kind of assumed um so i guess everything kind of fit my expectations um i'm not the most thrilled that of all the people in the house this is who you know if anybody's got to come back it's one of these two i literally texted one of my friends i really hope someone that i like goes home so that they can send cameron's butt packing but it, it is what it is we'll have to deal with another week of one of them so whatever it is what it is all right, so we've got Cameron now evicted from the house, but kind of set to the side. He's not out completely. And now we're starting our double eviction. Charles, you don't know the details of tonight. So coming into this a bit blind, uh, who would you have been rooting for to win HOH of this double eviction? And what would have made the most interesting night from your perspective? Gosh, and I, ah, I, I kind of like this question because it's just me speculating. I mean, Obviously, I would have loved for America to win um, just because she's kind of my solo person that I'm cheering for on my draft team. Um, I do like her in general um, as the season has gone. Plus, my hatred for Jared. I would love to see um, something like that. But then truthfully, because I feel like Blue has gotten what she's wanted out of Jared, I think it would also be interesting to see if if she ended up winning HOH? Well, it, w- it was an interesting competition. It was one of those, I mean, I was actually uh, surprised. Ooh. It was another knockout competition. 
Uh, so you uh, are up against one-on-one against someone. Some sort of question is played in front of you. Winner stays, loser goes, and you pick the next two up. Or I get sort of like that. This this version was next person in line comes up and they pick their opponent. So the way it played out, we saw Suri targeted a lot. She was brought up three times in a row before she uh, lost the competition. Oh, wow. The, the final three of the competition were... Corey, Mimi, and Blue. Do you have any guesses, Charles, from that final three who won the competition? Corey, Mimi, Blue. I, I, let me also paint a little more of the picture here for uh-huh. you. The competition was two dating profiles for zombies were put up on the screen. So you got to see what they like, what they don't like. And then there were pictures of the contestants below of who they could date. And so, and then it would say, I don't like cats. And in the picture, the person might be holding a cat. So you'd eliminate that picture. And it was first to ring in A, B, or C. I thought this, and real quick, Charles, before you make your guess, I kind of want to ask you, uh, Richard, I, I thought this was kind of a hard competition. Like I struggled to play along with it. There was a lot of information on the screen to digest and then have to go look at pictures that weren't like simple. There's a lot going on and a lot of information. And I like I didn't really know how what was the best strategy. Did you find a strategy? Sorry, Charles, to like ask your no, question. No, no, no. We'll come back to your real quick. <laughs> what did you think of the competition itself? Did you think it was as difficult as I thought it was? I found it kind of easy, but like what was your strategy? The thing is, as someone who studied the game, I like think about this kind of crap. Um, it was honestly just read the likes and then see which one fits. Because it's a lot easier to look for three things than looking for two profiles that fit what they don't like. It's a lot easier to look at what they like and see which one fits. That's when the one that, um, that I'm not going to spoil somebody. Like, I think the second to last round, there was one where like multiple of them. It was like like music and it was like headphones, but someone else was DJing or something. Exactly. There was multiple ones where they, it fit the likes. It was a matter that two of them had dislikes and one of them had just likes. So that one kind of tripped me up. And that one, I kind of, I was like the only one where I like stumbled a little bit, but yeah, in my opinion, it was just easier to look at likes and then see what matches just because for the first few rounds up until that final three, it was all only one person fit likes. But no, I thought it was I thought it was fun. I thought it was an interesting way to do it um, because we've seen stuff in the past. And I also think it was smart to not do the you pick the next two people up because we saw that a bajillion times. And then you had like somebody that wouldn't play at all until like the final three. So I like that you had that rotating line. So everybody had to go. Actually, yeah, I didn't actually think about the mechanics of it, but that is the, the twist of it, that it made every person play. Even if you weren't picked, you still were in a line that got closer to being in the front of it. So, yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. Right, Except Charles. for Sari, who's just stayed at the back <laughs> of the line. <laughs> All right, Charles. So, Blue, Mimi, Corey, do you have a guess? Mm. Or I guess not even a guess. No, who, do you, I, who do you want? I Truthfully, out of those three, I would want Corey, um, just because I feel as if Mimi's useless and Blue is also useless. Um, so thinking about that, but I'm trying to think 
my heart says Corey, but I'm also trying to think that I feel a competition like this would be good for Mimi and kind of what her skill set is, you know, and um, I'm going to go on a limb, though, and I'm going to say that blue one. I need to get a sound effect button in here. And for next episode, I'll have some sound effects ready. But <laughs> wrong. You should have stuck with your heart. Corey did win. He okay, beat okay. in the final pairing. Um, and he and he rang in. So he actively won the last two rounds. Not didn't, didn't have someone else come in, ring it, and then lose. So just wanted to, to put that on top is he did actually because you know there's a lot of talk about jared saying cory in america can't win anything so it's kind of nice right cory showed he won something here go ahead richard did did cory win all of his rounds or did sari make a mistake i think sari made a mistake sari right? made a mistake yeah, yeah. 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 so sari took out both matt and jag and Ooh. then lost to cory after yeah. they picked her they yeah. both picked her that's the thing Wait, all actually, three yeah. of them picked her in a row back that was back something back. revealing in the competition i think if that competition hadn't been played, Matt to Sari is an ally. So it was Matt kind of showed his cards to Sari that she by picking her to say like, oh, maybe there's a little more draw or like maybe he's not totally on my side like I like she was assuming he was. Go ahead and finish your thought, Richard. I was gonna say, is there a world where they pick her just because they think that she's gonna save Jared? And they're specifically targeting Jared. Like I know That's that exactly it, was, it was, and like not to if 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 we can move like five seconds forward, like Corey starts having like one on ones with everybody, and with Matt, Jag, and FBJ, he's every single time it's like, like Jared's a target, Suri's next. It was like like what he told Blue was he's gonna put Jared and her. If that stays, Jared's the target. They put up Jared and Suri. Jared goes. Oh, Suri goes. So yeah. I'm confused where Sari's like target level is right now. So, Sarah, I just to throw it to you do you do you want to explain the state of the house and what Sari's target level is, or or, or do you want like do, do you know enough about it, or you want me to go into it from the live feeds? Yeah, I mean, with Sari, I think you know Felicia and Mimi are rounding back to her, but I think. Her herself probably feels completely alone in the house. I was watching her specifically during the live episode and I could just see it all over her mom face that she was just like, wow. I don't know if she's ever felt more alone in a game that she's played on reality television before. Um, She has lost two of her closest allies like back to back. So not to spoil anything for you, Charles, uh, but we'll continue to the veto. Um, real real quick before we get to the veto, because I, I kind of want to lay out the, the state of the house a little bit. Can you guys hear this in the background, by the way, when, when I do that? Yes. Are you guys picking up that audio? Yes. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I'm just trying to pull up a graphic so I get the players right. All right, I've got it now. So the state of the house and who's targeting Suri and knows about her how dangerous she is. Um, so Felicia and Mimi are completely eyes wide open to Suri now. They 
last week was like a eye-opening experience to they thought that Sari was way on their side obviously Felicia when she found out that they were voting out Izzy over her that flipped her completely and she and uh, Mimi this week had formed a final two together and basically they're there, it's everything's still soft. Nothing, it's all quick. Uh, it's all nothing's permanent right now. No cement, but they are heavily leaning towards teaming up with uh, Corey in America. Like, even like I know that they're sort of coming back and softening their harshness towards Suri and Jared, but even two days ago, they Mimi and Felicia were targeting Jared and Suri, not so much Mimi, but definitely Felicia. Blue is was at the beginning of the week actively targeting Jared and Sari. Now she obviously, because she's hooking up with uh, Jared, she's softened that to where she's not targeting them, but she's also not like straight up targeting the people Jared and Sari would be targeting as well. She's not on their team. She's playing more in the middle. She would target like a Bowie. Um, and then you've got Bowie who's doing nothing because FBJ. Uh, Matt and Jag are the other two. They, because of last week, <laughs> I'll never get over that face. <laughs> but be, because of all that stuff last Thursday where we were all watching the live feeds, um, and especially because the way Jared treated Matt, that really got Matt anti-Jared. Now, it's not that they're anti-Sari, but outside of Cameron, who just lives in a fantasy world and doesn't understand anything in the house, everyone else knows that Sari and Jared, they don't know that they're mother and son, but they all know that they're a, a tight duo. Now, I mean, not and not to cut you off, but yeah. this is a note from uh, earlier in the week. Like, even watching Jared win his HOH and watching Sari do backflips and launching herself, I'm like, who's going to sit here and not realize that they're like, that reaction is literally like one of blood, right? That oh, wrong, it, wrong. No, but like yeah, you, I, I'm, I'm saying, Cameron is the person who sees that and is like, wrong. right, right, right. But it's <laughs> no, like, because you, he's it, expecting Felicia yeah. to do those leaps and bounds. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's like you see, you see that reaction, and you, of course, you know, we've seen over the years people get excited over somebody that they're aligned with winning. But I mean, that was on a whole nother level, and it's like. Okay, Sari, like you've done so well up to this point, but now you're literally showing your hand. <laughs> like, yeah. um, anyway, go ahead. So, so no, that's just basically the state of the house is everybody now knows Jared and Sari are a tight, tight duo, except for Cameron, but he's irrelevant because he got evicted. And so, there's no secrets here. Like, that's why, like, during that competition, everyone was going for Sari, not even because they wanted to target Sari, it's because they wanted to get Jared out and they knew she wouldn't target Jared. So just wanted to lay that state of the house out there. So now roll forward. Um, Corey makes his uh, nominations. It is Blue and Jared. Now he, as we went to a commercial break, he was discussing with Jag and then to Bowie, like, hey, I'm thinking Blue and Jared. But as a backup, if one comes down, Sari goes up. So that was like Corey's thinking as we get into a veto competition. Now, Blue promised Corey that if she won veto, she would not put or she would not take Jared down if Corey kept her off the block. But Is that what she Corey, said? yes, yes. Okay. So real quick, tell me, did I hear this wrong? I th- 
are you, was this on the conversation right before commercial? Yes. All right. Did I miss on, maybe I misheard it. I heard it as she would not target Jag and that didn't make sense to me. I was like, how would you target no. Jag? You're not in power. No. So Corey basically said, he said, I'm thinking about putting up you and Jared because I'm afraid that if you win veto, you're going to take Jared down. And Blue paused for a second. And she said, okay, how about you put up Sari and Jared and I promise I won't use the veto on him. Okay. And Corey said, okay, I can trust you. I'll trust you. I'll trust you. And then he had a conversation with Jag and he said, who should I uh, put up, Sari and Jared or Blue and Jared? And I'm pretty sure Jag said Sari and Jared. And Corey was like, okay, well, we'll just go with whatever the house says. He ended up putting up Blue and Jared, which was good for us because we all we all kind of <laughs> love Sari, uh, um, but not so great for Blue. And I think that Corey should like, Corey probably lost a little bit of trust in Blue uh, in that moment, I'm sure. Why would anybody trust Blue, though? That's what I think. <laughs> Blue is a wild card, but we'll, that, that's for a different podcast. So. Yes. <laughs> we come back from commercial break. We'll throw it over to Pooch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we come back from commercial break, and it's time for the veto competition. Uh, during the break selected to join the nominees in the HOH in the competition were Matt, Jag, and Mimi. Was, was Mimi the fourth, uh, the sixth? Mm-hmm. Let me double check. Yeah, Sarah, is that, so. Sarah, is that a confirmation from you? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I, okay. So that was our six. It was Corey, Jared, Blue, Matt, Jag, Mimi. And it's the same ball competition we see every uh double eviction you run in there's buried something in a pit of balls and you have to bring three or four of them back to the finish line and then hit your buzzer um let's just go charles i I, i'm having fun with this game you've heard the you've heard the six that we're playing and you know the competition it's that ball competition who had the best chance who won this competition give us a guess I'm gonna say I'm gonna put Corey there. Um, and you said Matt played, is that right? Matt, Jag, Mimi, Corey, Blue, Jared. I'm going Corey or Matt. Okay. Well, you did choose. You chose the first place and the last place finisher. <laughs> Jeez, I am so off in my guesses today. Uh, Corey, he, he had the right strategy as a BB super fan. The strategy is find them all first, then run yeah. back and forth and deliver them. Um, but he never even left the ball pit. <laughs> our Corey? winner, Corey M. Oh wow! So our winner was Matt, and I thought Matt really showed his card here. Cards here. He hadn't been dominating in any of his competitions so, so far. I mean, I'm not. I'm not watching the episodes that closely. So correct me if I'm wrong there. Uh, but Sarah, well, didn't you have I, or, to hear for like half of them? Like that's true. Half they weren't them, very yeah. fair to him. Poor guy. They weren't half very fair. Had to an him, audible you know. element that he maybe may have struggled with. But Listen, he really came Matt, out. He came out guns blazing this one, didn't he, Sarah? 
Listen, Matt came out completely dominating this competition. There was going to be no other winner like other than Matt. No. Um, uh, Jack was Jack had no, three of them, when, two or three on there. When I, Matt when Matt went to put his third, Jag was putting in his second. Yeah. So, right. like, and, was, and Jag was second. Jag came in second place. So, like, I was listening to Rob in Asia say tonight that they believe that Matt had an advantage in the competition because he's a swimmer. He's got that swimming in those <laughs> swimming in those ball pits gave him wow. such an advantage, apparently. So um, but Matt did dominate in this competition. And I did tell Daniel, I think Matt showed his cards in this competition for the very first time in the game. I know that he's had struggles with uh production and uh being able to hear and understand what's going on in certain competitions. But when it comes to his level of physical gameplay, he definitely showed out tonight. Like if he were in a final three, no one would stand a chance. And now that Cameron and Jared are gone, like he, I, I texted Sarah, I go, is he about to steamroll to the end of the season now? Like he's going to be do anything that he goes up against Felicia in, like, like and I'm not even Jared- watching that episode. If Jared and Cameron really were gone, then he probably would. He probably would. I mean, not every competition is going to be physical, but like, but still, we're all super fans here. Like, eighty percent of them might be. Yeah. Well, and he's not an idiot either, right? Like, yeah. You know, like he's, you know, I, you know, will bite on my own, own tongue from making fun of like the pretty jock mm. people from, you know, the start of the season. Mm. But I mean, Matt is definitely one of my top favorite people now and you know i've said this the past several weeks on here that's in a pretty fucking good position to win this game <laughs> so um dare i say um, the best in the house right now i think so i hope so i hope so no. i mean i say, I I say matt's think... the best position Corey's in second yeah. yeah i think both of them are deserving of the win we'll see all right, it well, would make my it would make my year if Zach went home first and his brother won. It would make my year. I'd rather have Matt as a winner, but I think it would be cool to have Matt as a winner. Yeah, well, we've got we've got a few weeks to figure out how, how that plays out. So, uh, but let's roll this forward now. Matt is our veto winner. Um, was there any? Did you guys pick up on any interesting tidbits in the you know right before commercial break? Um, was there any I'm trying to remember they who ran into the room with Matt? Uh, Sari walked to the very front first because I think she had hoped to have a conversation with Matt first. But because everyone followed behind her so slowly, I think she lost that opportunity right away. And I also think Sari also didn't know what was going to happen during this double eviction. She truly did not know what was coming next. Um, If you watched her live, you'll see that she's like, okay, what's going on next? They're evicting someone right now. Oh, I'm voting right now. Oh, really? And then after, after the whole episode, you just see her sitting in the chair like, Wait, are we are we gonna play another HOH tonight? She did say that. <laughs> so, Richard, as our survivor <laughs> correspondent on this podcast, how much of a shock to Suri's system was this double eviction for her? Is there I, anything comparable? I thought this would be good for her just because this fast paced nature of like everything 
that's supposed to happen in a whole week is about to happen in an hour. I thought this was way better for her because she's used to having one day to kick someone out, not seven days. And we've talked about this before. I thought this was going to be good for her because this is more the speed that she's used to. It just turned out to be bad. And I think that's a matter of she got used to over the last, like what, four or five weeks, she's gotten used to having so much time and like really like over exaggerating and like, and continuously flipping again, which we've talked about before, like continuously flipping and having all the time to make decisions. And then now she has to make decisions in like 700 times less time. So I thought, I thought it'd be good for her, but it turned out to not be like you said, I mean, like she was, kind of checked out yeah i think again without her without her right hand woman izzy i think she feels lost i do i think if izzy were there during the double eviction she would have it totally put together because her and izzy would be snapping back and forth of what this 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 she has no one to bounce ideas off of except for her son who just spoils them to everyone else around the house I think, I think, though, in the long run, losing Izzy and Jared in the long run is going to be better for her game because her target level has dropped since the her two biggest allies and the two people that the entire house looks at as like she's like glued to the hip with these two are now gone. So now she's alone. So either she's a free agent to be picked up as a number or she's like the easiest person to kick out of the house, probably besides FBJ. Well, I haven't seen the body language that you all are talking about, but just thinking and listening to this and from what I have watched from this week prior to tonight, I would be so drained if I were Sari and Jared were my son, right? And I feel as if maybe this is the first time that we got to see, you know, feeds or in just the hour that we see in each episode, this is the first time that she's really had to endure the blunt of his just utter stupidity. And it's like the mom side of her is combating with the game side of her and is still trying to protect her baby. And it's just like, Oh my gosh, I'm sure the back of her mind, she's thinking my child's an idiot, you know, and <laughs> just going back to that whole argument and all this stuff. Even then you watch Sari and she's just sitting there like, What's going on here? Yeah. Why are we having this conversation? Yeah. I need to know what's going on. And I mean, you. it sounds like that just really hit her tonight with that going on. So I can't wait to see that play out. Well, and I want to put this hypothetical out there right now because it's a perfect opportunity. We don't know how the rest of this week will play out and but we do know that some players are coming back in the house and how juicy would it be to watch, especially related to this conversation. If say blue goes to Suri sometime in the next hour or two, and it's like, Hey, Suri, I know your secret. Jared told me everything. And then Jared walks back in the house in a couple hours. And Suri's like, boy, get over here. I'm about to smack you or something. <laughs> like, I would just so- live for that drama. <laughs> Uh-huh. Just to recap for you, Charles, Matt did not choose to use the power of veto. So Blue and Jared stayed on the block. And in the end, it was almost a unanimous vote, except for Sari was the only vote for her to keep Jared, as obviously she could never vote her son. She's, she struggled. She struggled. 
Yeah, she, she she was in the diary room, and I think she intended, if this ever happened, to cover her uh, alliance with Jared and vote him out. And she sat in the chair and was like, I can't. and she said to the camera, I can't do it. And she voted out blue. So she was the only vote, uh, six to one. Jared was evicted from the house. Um, it Can I just say, in my opinion, Matt and Jag are stupid. Like, you should, they should have voted for blue. They should have voted for, for blue. It would have, like, literally, you know everyone else is voting Jared, so it would be a four to three. You cause chaos, as we love. We know Charles would love to see some more chaos. Um, you lose it, just, it causes chaos for those who stuck to the plan. Like, they're all asking who flipped. And then Matt and Jack can go and play loyal to Sari and take in a number. Matt had already showed his cards in that competition by picking Sari. So you'd be causing chaos. You'd be creating enemies out of Corey in America. Sari may not take you back. And now you're just the two of you. But there's a way for you to play it off. You could, if you're mad, you can go. I didn't know that they were going to pick Sari after. He did do that by saying to. He even told Corey, "I'm going to say it's a house thing. We're just going with the house for Jared." So I think he'll go to Sari now and say, "Look, the house is already going this way. You know, you can still trust me, though, right?" Like I think he'll. That's the angle Matt will still try and play the middle somehow. Yeah, and listen, like Suri, Suri is on like a lone island. Like Matt and Jag are not about to take up for her. And Richard, you would know more than me because I'm not the biggest Survivor fan. I do know uh, Suri is a legend on Survivor, but fill me in. Has Suri truly ever been alone? in a reality TV show, competition show, like she has been now? Or has she always had allies that have lifted her up to now? Because Traitors. to me, it looks like this is the first time Sari has ever been alone, alone on a reality Yes show. and no. Traitors. Aren't you? Like- traitors. She was a traitor, but she had allies that were faithfuls, which means she couldn't talk game because if she talked game, she'd have to lie, right? I she watched the no, premiere her, episode of season one, so I know a little bit of what you're talking about. But please, like, elaborate. I, I a little apologize more. for the spoilers in advance, Westoff. No, but, you're good. But her fellow no. traders, like the other traders on that season, they all sucked. Like Cody, Cody? was Cody was awful. Um, whoever like the Joe Schmo off the street, like the average like contestant was. So how's Dan Geeson gonna do? They sucked. And then, <laughs> and then, and then they got another traitor ad- added. The Bachelor Ari, he mm-hmm. became a traitor. Yeah, he sucked too. So, like, Sari honestly had to like carry on that role pretty much on her own. Like, as much as she had like other traitors, it's not like they did anything. Ari quit. So, like, but I'll, I'll two things there. I do want to pause for a second and dig into that for two minutes, but. Real quick, the I, the difference between the traitor scenario and the Big Brother scenario is that in the traitor scenario, she might have been alone, but she wasn't targeted by everybody because she was still yeah. hidden as a traitor. In this house, she is alone, and there there are she's no exposed. everyone is like yeah. she's exposed. There are people aiming at her. Versus in the traitors, they were still trying to find is she a traitor. So I'll give I'll give it to Sarah that it is this is the first time that it's this extreme when it comes to Survivor I'm looking at like every single season that she's played and there's always been 
somebody the last time she like there have been moments where like she goes into a tribal council and she has no allies but she's not the target like remember the last time she played survivor she went home without a single vote so she was not a threat she was projected to probably win that season because of yeah. how good of a social game she played so like this is the first time that she's probably been targeted this heavily like obviously she had to go home before but like at that point she still had either alliance members or like you know yeah. for in some situations it was like final four or final three and the other people left were her core alliance so yeah, yeah. So i think the first being... time it's been this bad being a mom, I have like this sixth sense of like seeing other moms, you know, and in, in, in those moments on the show, I was like, man, she looks like she feels alone. Yeah, I'm with you there. Real, here's my two minute timeout. Richard, it, this is your moment. If you want to speak on it, do you have a reaction to the Traders season two cast reveal? Oh my God! How on earth did you get Dan Giesling to do reality TV again? I mean, and Janelle. Did you get Dan Giesling. Oh wait, Janelle. Janelle's Janelle. on there. Dan Giesling. Peppermint Janelle. from Drag Race. The dude from what? the Challenge. I didn't see I, that one. I think I might watch Traders too. Oh, and Johnny Bananas from the Challenge. That, that like, was a big is, one. That was a big one for me. Yeah, I love is. Johnny Bananas. Yeah, it, it's a it's a good cast. So if I'm not mistaken, is okay. Sandra Diaz Twine is playing. Yes, who, she for is. those of you who don't know, for the first 39 seasons of the show, was known as the Queen, only woman that has won and first person to win Survivor twice. Um, there's only about, two people that have won the show twice. Um, herself and a guy named Tony. What CT's about this? On, uh, CT's on this season. Shallow. Who's that? Huh? Parvati Shallow. Who's that? Oh my God! They got Parvati. Face. <laughs> in my opinion, in my opinion, hold on. In my opinion, Parvati should be the one that has won twice. I don't. I'm. I'm one of the people that does not like Sandra that mu- as much as like, or at least, like I like Sandra. I don't think she's as good as people say she is. Sandra sucks at challenges. Like they called the sit out. They named the sit out bench on the show the Sandra sit out bench. Um, because she just sucks at physical challenges. Um, Parvati, in my opinion, should have won the show twice. Um, they were both like both Sandra and Parvati were final three on Heroes versus Villains. In my opinion, Parvati should have won. Sandra won because she played a better social game. Um, and, like she's good at social and strategic. Um, very excited for Sandra. Very excited for Parvati. Um, Guys, I think we just found most our. Excited uh... for her. I think we just found our follow-up podcast from the season of Big Brother ads. I think we're doing a Traders 2 podcast. I didn't think that I would ever see Dan Giesling on our TV screens anymore. I don't think anybody did. No. Um, Johnny Bananas is great. TT is great. Um, They chose really great people from Love Island. Um, Peppermint's great. She's been on a whole tear of reality shows recently. Are you talking about Ekin Sue from Love Island UK? She's on Traders. You are lying to me right now. Right? And We're did you, 100% um, doing this. I'm not, <laughs> Sarah, did you watch Did you watch the, the most recent U.S. season of Love Island? No, I have not. Because there's someone off of there, the too. The most recent U.S. Because there's someone off of there, too. No, I need to get Peacock again. 
But this right. is a good, no, this is Paramount, a good Paramount. cast. Paramount? Oh, you can watch what? Love Island USA on Paramount? Is that not what? how? Yeah. I, I thought this was all Paramount. No, no. Show. Um, Paramount is the UK. No, that's Hulu. Hulu no. is UK. Peacock is the American. Peacock okay. is the American. I I'll think. take your opinion. It might, it might be Paramount Plus. Who knows? But I'll no, look. I'm. what surprises me is that this is an all like celebrity slash reality TV show season. The first season was half reality TV, half average people that just auditioned like any other show. Yeah. Yeah. What I, I mean, I, I kind of like this because it, because like everybody kind of comes down even playing field. Whereas like last season, like reality TV, people didn't know what the average people were going to like, what like the bait, yeah. like the regular people were going to do. It's a power and, dynamic like, there. And like regular contestants didn't like, you know, kind of, if they were a reality fan, kind of had a basis of understanding how the other side plays. So I like that this is kind of more even. Please tell me that UK Parliament is not a show and isn't an, and they got an actual British Parliament member to do a reality show. Uh, that would please. be great. All right, I'm going to reel us back in here. That was our <laughs> that was our five minutes on Traders. So we officially oh, and will it now will be continue doing a, after the camera stop rolling. <laughs> we will be doing a Traders 2 season podcast. You can guarantee that. But all right, back what, to Big Brother. What, what is that? Is that on Peacock? The Traders? Yeah. I don't remember what I was watching. On I think day. it's on Peacock. Damn. It's all right. I'll split account with everybody so we can do the pods. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot easier than getting a VPN to watch. BBK exactly. Canada, exactly. So. <laughs> Which I still, by the way, daily Google when will BB Canada 10 be available for download because Sarah has to see it. So oh, I'm I've been talking about it for BB years. Canada. My favorite yeah. season of Big Brother. I only watch the US. The it's only thing I know awesome. The only thing I know about the Canadian one is um oh my god, what's her name? Oh my god. Summer. Um Ica. Ica. And Ike is uh, BB Canada 10, though, is my favorite season of Big Brother ever. So one day it we will do a recap. Awesome. Yeah, maybe we just because have... it was Charles and I breaking the seal, doing our first podcast ever, but it was a great Or season. maybe that's what we do. We we rewatch the rewatchables. We know everything, but we get Richard and Sarah. I just got really excited. We were doing this. No, I, I, want, I, I want a survivor podcast. Okay. Yeah, I want to we'll do that podcast. too. That's right. We found it starts, our it starts we'll next week. From here, Let's so. do a draft. It starts next week. <laughs> Bring that up after the episode. We'll consider it. <laughs> Table the motion. <laughs> Let's move on. Table the motion. Get out of here. I live with Gruskin. Politics is in our DNA. So, all right. So, Matt does not use, use the veto. I, real quick before the actual eviction itself, I thought it was interesting to note when we came back for our final commercial break for the eviction, uh, Matt, Suri, and maybe Mimi, somebody, they, it took them an extra like three minutes to get to their seats. I think Suri, I think what that implies is Suri was shocked that Jared was such a sure target. It was like, trying her best to work like can i save jared last minute and this like you could tell like she came flabbergasted like i there's nothing i can do it's for sure so just kind of wanted to to, to note that uh it was basically a unanimous vote Suri did vote to evict blue obviously but everyone else voted to evict jared and the i was going to do a count in my head but i forget how what evictee he is so jared does leave the house and i want to note no shoes on. He didn't. He was in his socks. He went out to meet Julie in socks only. 
So. He took his mic off. He took his mic off. He, he's trying to grab sleeping. America's bag. He's like, oh, I'll grab my bag. He's like, and Suri was like, that's not your bag, Jared. <laughs> um, she's like, we'll, we'll pack your bag for you. You know, um, I told Daniel as this episode was going that when Jared's in trouble, he looks like a true puppy dog. He really does. He, he did make like me a feel little a little puppy. bad for him. I was like, he oh, poor Jared. so innocent and sad. I mean, the boy can put on a teddy bear face, I swear. I mean, I can tell. He knows how to put on a pretty face. <laughs> That's the mom in you f- feeling a little bit of empathy towards Suri. Oh, my baby <laughs> um, boy. All right, but for the biggest news of the night, wait, are you raising your hand, Richard? Is that yeah, because of the comments? Is. So, sorry, teacher Daniel calling on Richard. The damn pre vote speeches. Blues piss me off as it always does. Uh, Jared actually like tried to throw together like a semi like understandable speech blue just got up and goes yeah everything he said but cuter and better i still have more outfits left let me wear them thank you i wanted to scream but i was in class i was did she say it did she say it i was i don't remember I, I loved it. Every, every time moment. that girl, every time that girl speaks in like a speech like that, I get a text like from my friends, like, is this girl actually playing the game or is she just here for the followers? Like the well, she's there for the followers. <laughs> I love that she's targeting Jared. And if he doesn't come back, she better be the next out that door. Please. Yeah. It's starting to annoy me. Like I liked blue at the start. It's starting to annoy me. All right, biggest it's news just of the now night. starting to annoy you. So, <laughs> well, so, it's been, it's been, but we're getting to the point where, like, I actually want her gone. Like, it so used Jared to be enough where I'm out. like, I could survive her for another week. <laughs> Jared walks out, Mikeless. You know, and I, I, I'm in my oh, head, free. I'm in my on, head, freaking out. Like production, production. You didn't catch okay, that? Hold on, Sarah. That didn't even click in my brain until just now. I remember Jared had a handheld mic. After the commercial it's break, because it's ah. because it's because when Jared in his anger leave, he just when Jared his was mic leaving back. the house he was like oh I guess I don't need this mic and <laughs> put his mic back on the side and try to grab America's bag and as he's walking out I'm having so this flustered. internal panic attack because I know production is freaking out and Julie's freaking out and Julie's pissed on the inside because she's like Jared why did you take off your mic now someone has to deliver one to you a handheld and sure enough they cut to blue crying and hugging Suri and everyone being like wow that was rough and then it cuts back to Jared with a hand (laughs) hold on hold on everyone's saying that's rough and Suri going do we have to play HOH tonight (laughs) (laughs) poor Suri (laughs) (laughs) She's used to having at least a day before having to do another comp. So So anyways, Jared walks out and sits in the seat next to Julie. Production cuts. He gets a handheld mic and Julie says, Cameron, can you come out and join us? (laughs) And Cameron walks out and Julie says, you guys are zombies for the week. 
Hold on. Can we the, quickly the, cut in and wait, make, wait, and wait, like, wait, no, wait, hold on. We... No. Let me, no. Let, let me Sarah, replay. I need, Sarah, I need you to reappear. I, <laughs> Sarah, I, I need you to reappear. Okay. And repeat that last little sequence that you just said. Julie Chen with her new Bob said, Jaron Cameron. Looks like you're zombies for the week. <laughs> Welcome back. Well, Jared looks can like I a inter- zombie. Can I interject? Jared that, like, stood up and did a... When, when Cameron walked out, the one thing he had to say to Jared was, I told you so. It's like, that's such a Cameron move. <laughs> I told you they were all coming after you, didn't I? Didn't I? Yeah, I told like, you, you they sure were coming did. after you, didn't I? And Jared is like, shut the fuck up, Cameron. I cannot <laughs> stay in your face right now. And Julie Chen is like, welcome back. In a couple hours, you will re-enter the BB house as a zombie player. But there will be no HOH this week, no veto. And at the end of the week, one of you two, guess what? Guess what, Charles? <laughs> One of you two will resurrect <laughs> back to your big brother life. <laughs> and then she caps all that off with the only thing scarier than this twist is our schedule for this week. <laughs> Sunday is at 10 o'clock. There is no Wednesday and Thursday is at nine. It's like, all right, we're just like, going to have a crazy week of BB. And then no and HOH, then... no veto. No Wednesday episode. What is coming? Whoa, and, and then you come back to Sari going, wait, do we have to play HOH? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So they're both so, going back in? Yeah. yeah so, so, if we can, so, but, so if we can explain, I think. Yeah, um, Richard, break it down for us, and then we'll get Charles's reaction. The theory is that it's similar to Camp Comeback from 21 where they get to hang out in the house and just kind of exist. Um, the bi- I mean, questions are going to come up like, are they going to have their own room where they have to watch everything on a TV? Or do they actually get to, like, you know, go into the house and, like, live like normal house guests would? Maybe they, they're going to have some caveat with, like, they have to walk around like a zombie from, you know, place to place or whatever. Who Maybe knows? they can't talk or something. Yeah. Or they can just like mumble or something stupid. But like uh, the point is they'll still be in the house. And then uh, is it next Thursday's episode that is the I'm battle battle? Bowie Jane zombie. Uh, we don't know how they're going to come back in the house. Will it be a sure house a vote? Yeah. Will it be a competition? Or an America vote? One theory wasn't was the America vote. So like, you know, the uh, just a general poll that the fans can vote who they want back in. Now, yeah. I think if it's a house vote, I think, what do you guys think? Because I I would consider that they would vote Cameron back in other in than world. in Jared having Suri because Cameron walks back in single. And then they can immediately get rid of him again. Right, he's not. Whereas Jared in his back in Sari. So if Sari wins, then Jared's safe, and then it's back to fighting the Sari Jared duo. That'll be a real test of Sari's ability to sway a house to get her own decision. Personally, I'd like Cameron to come back just because chaos. 
and also me just too. because I think it's better. I think I'll I think it's better for three Dude, to me, I Jared also, is the Joker. Like he just wants I, chaos. I think it's a better game. I think it's better for Ceri's game if Cameron comes back. She gets to stay in the house longer, continue to build relationships. If Jared comes back, she will become target number one again. And God forbid Jared goes up and wins veto or some crap. Then guess what happens? She goes home. So it's better for her, for Cameron to go home. Lord knows that Jared's going to run his mouth and, may, and you know, get her evicted. But I'm curious what you guys think, who you guys would prefer. I mean, yeah, I've, I'm already on record. I prefer Cameron to come back. I just don't like Jared in general. I kind of am just like his whole personality turns me off. As does Cameron a little bit. But like now that like Riley is out of the house and like he's being a little less creepy, he stopped with the America stuff. And I just kind of like that. Again, he's the Joker. He's just like lighting yeah. fires everywhere. He's like, my games are, I'm not winning this game. So let's just cause havoc. And as I finish this point, let me ask, who wore the bob better, Julie or Cameron? <laughs> I'm showing it on screen. Cameron's hair from today is as he straightened it. Uh, I mean, Cameron kind of looks like Charles. Why did he not uh, wear that at the eviction? <laughs> uh, Charles Why Manson, right? Yeah, yeah. But again, he I just match Julie. I think I've decided I just don't like Julie's. I feel as if it's like <laughs> a friends meets like anime uh, or something. The Brady Bunch meets I don't know. It's I don't like it. I'm sorry, Julie. I, I the last the I like, like literally like I don't even know like what 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 is like the 80s are calling like It's a friends mom cut, okay? Yeah, it's a very twiggy yeah, she reminds me of Twiggy. Sorry. I don't know if you know who Twiggy is, but anyway. I, I personally know. would prefer Cameron as well, just because as much as I haven't liked a lot of the comments Cameron has said this season, I do think he is funnier in general than Jared. I think Jared kind of carries a negative chaos that comes with him. Good, um, good point. Which all of that can just be unhealthy and i think cameron carries a crazy chaos where like you know he's a vet and he's wild and he just kind of owns who he is and like as to much the point as that he guilt trips yeah as much as like he also needs to work on himself and how he handles himself in front of people i think his energy is just a little bit lighter to have in the house than jared's and let me add one point before I ask your opinion on it, Charles. I also just, I want to see Suri by herself. Like I'm, I'm tired of seeing Suri with her children. You know? She lost two children back to back now. <laughs> Only one more oh. child in the house. Izzy, <laughs> I miss Izzy. But I, just opinion, wanted, I was like, so excited tonight, even in that like 30 seconds at the very end of the show, to just be like, what is Suri doing now that she's by herself? I kind of just want to see her like game out. I would much prefer watch Sari play this game on her own. I wish there was no Jared. I wish it was someone else because you actually get to watch Sari play Sari's game because she's been playing for Jared because Lord knows he's been running his mouth. So she's been bailing him out every week. Like she doesn't get to play her game. Yep. Charles, your opinion? Um, You know, my opinion, I have two comments. One I agree. Cameron, for me, you know, I haven't watched the feeds as much as you all have. 
so the creepy things and the for lack of a better word to use i guess angst toward him like i don't feel that way because again i like people who choose to go in and are going to be loud again evil dick is my favorite player of all time in this game and he's loud and he is in your face and he is causing a ruckus and it's a game so get over it so if you're a little oddball or if you're a little contentious it's a fucking game like go win your money get out of there deuces I'll see you while I'm fucking living it up in Maui, right? So <laughs> I would love to see Cameron come back for that reason, just because I just, you know, to Daniel's or to Daniel's point, outright do not like Jared. I do think though, and I'm gonna say this, but then I can't follow it up with any information, like any factual information. I always feel as if, as a fan, when there is someone that I hate drastically in the house or that I feel that the world wants to see out of the house that a battle back happens like I every time a battle back happens someone gets evicted that I am so happy to see fucking get gone and then it's like oh cool they magic we're magically coming up with a battle back twist this time and we can put this person back in here like do you all feel as if that's happened before because like Can every ask, time for me it does yeah Charles, Charles, only... how would you feel about victor getting you know coming back in the house three times <laughs> yeah like and again i didn't have as ill will toward victor at that yeah. moment in time but it was like get him the fuck out of here <laughs> like the third the time happened... i loved victor but the third time he came back i was hoping he'd go home yeah it's crazy the only time it happened that I didn't want it to happen, or the only time it happened, it didn't happen that I wanted it to happen was when Danny walked out that house in All Star <laughs> season, and I was like, "Danny, no!" During the triple eviction, it was horrible. I mean, I, I haven't hated the doubles. I mean, sorry, the battle backs like Scotty, I liked Victor, I liked Cliff, I liked, um, but I feel like this season it's just like. Every time there's a twist, it has saved someone. I'm like, Jag, get out of here. You're the worst player I've ever seen. Like, I, the, like Jared and, and Cameron, both players, I'm like, go home, fix yourselves, like, be better men. <laughs> like, uh, so I think this season specifically, I am like, all right, no twist. Let's just send these guys home and, and play with who's left. Jag is the worst player you've seen on a season with Mimi and FBJ. Yeah, um, yes, Jag I agree. All of the information in front of him and yeah. actively does not do anything with it. And so, like, does, so does Mimi. What has she done in the last no. two weeks? No, no I disagree. No, no. Mimi I disagree. is FBJ. FBJ is no. not playing. FBJ has not done anything. Jag, Jag has been like, all right, you were evicted 10 to 0 and got to stay. And then immediately was like, okay, I'll just do the same thing again. I think that works yeah. just fine. Listen, Jag has had all the information always. Let's be honest. He knew Matt win the won the power at the power competition. He knew he used it on Jag. Jag didn't use that information. Jag's had plenty of information from Blue to roll around the house. He's had plenty of information to save himself on the very week he got evicted. Evicted, and he did not use it. No, I don't think. I I I love Jag as a no, person. Like, I think. I think as a person, 
Yeah. I think as a person, Jag is like the most honorable <laughs> person. Like he's definitely. Oh, I, I want to be friends with Jag for sure, but no, not, for sure. I do not want to play with him. I would definitely love being friends with Jag. However, playing this game with him would not lead me any further, nor yeah. has it led anyone else any further <laughs> when they're. Well, working. the three names that we've mentioned so far, Jag, Mimi, and FBJ, I'd love to play with them just because I could string them along till final four and then just win. Yeah, that's yes. true. It's an auto-win. It's an auto-win. Auto You're right. Jack hasn't done with you know too much with the information he has. But I would much prefer like a player that like has some potential than two people that have not done fuck all. Honestly. But I think that's like, part of the problem with Jack, though, right? All of us, you know, including uh, Poot, like we have spoken such big things about Jack from day one. And it has just gotten worse and worse and worse. So, like, at this point, potential is irrelevant. I don't care what your potential is because you're not doing anything. And again, I want to like him. He's not even on my fucking draft team. And I'm sitting here saying, <laughs> Jag, you are a fucking badass. You could be a badass. And, and uh, yeah. And, and as the person, Jag could be a Matt like, in this conversation. As the person, as the person whose team Jag is on, I would like him to finally freaking do something because I'd like to have picked the winner of this season. But now it looks like damn Sarah did. Okay. So I'll tell you, I'm good either, at my picks. I'm good my, at my picks. Every I season, the, I tell I would you. Like, I would like Corey to win, but let's be realistic. Matt's got the best position and Jag, I agree with Sarah, Jag could be there. But I think it's I think that's more entertaining than FBJ who hasn't. No, no, I, mean, I guess like no, no. I guess Jag FBJ could is have fun, been like, there, and he still can be if he starts to do something. I know it's late, but better late than never. Like True. Jag could do something. Like you know, guys, I'd any, love to see him vote Matt out. Guys, I, I any, think anything is to, possible. Josh has won this game before, so <laughs> anything think, is possible. I think Jag, I think it's very fitting that Jag and Matt love the hitmen because I think Jag's gonna be the Cody Calafiori to Matt's Derek, where Jag blindly takes the better player to the end in an act of loyalty when okay. he could have taken like a goat like Mimi or or FBJ and won much more easily because at least Jag had information and like had power. And one comps and FBJ has just sat there with the same dumbass grin that Charles makes fun Wait, of. Wait, do you week. need me to do it? Hold on. No, yes, please. please. No more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On this note. Thank here, you for proving my point, Charles. <laughs> here's Thank how you. we're going to wrap the pod tonight. So yesterday they officially had the halfway point celebration party. They got a cake. They got alcohol. They got everything. So now that we are halfway through big brother 25, uh, we're going to make our prediction. Who do you think wins the game? Uh, and then also use this opportunity to wrap up any other points we might have missed tonight about anything that happened in this week eight, week nine of the season. Um, Richard, I will start with you since I usually send it last to you. So, Richard, anything we missed from tonight? And please give me your BB25 winner based on who's left in the game. Are we saying what I want or what I think? Think, but you I'll can throw, throw in Watts if you I want. I will throw well. Watts in there just because I like it on record 
that I am also like this person is also in mine. Want Corey think Matt. Ditto. I think Matt's in a very good spot. He doesn't have too many enemies right now. He's in a good, he's in the good grace of a lot of people. Could save things with Sari. And even if he doesn't, he has a very easy way of getting her out because it's not going to be hard to convince the house to get rid of her. Um, with that said, I think Corey's also in a good spot. Obviously, he has America. It's dangerous that they're both in duos. That's always dangerous. But they're in duos where, like, Matt and Corey are the better situated people socially. So it would be fairly easy to drop the other one. Um, I don't know. I Yeah. Want, want Corey? Think Matt. I like it. Sarah, anything we missed with tonight? Who's your pick? Well, I can't wait to see the live feeds go up. I hope that we don't have to wait days. Um, I'm praying that we actually get them back tonight. And you and me are going to be there one in the morning, like, please come on, please come on. <laughs> Bro, I was getting ready for a 2 a.m. text. The feeds aren't oh, on I yet. Wait. I can't wait. Are you implying um, that maybe this is like is an off week, and they're just like, oh, since we're not doing a Wednesday episode, Sunday's a recap. We're just going to take the week off. I just think that they might hold feeds until Sunday night, until we actually see Jared and Cameron in there. I hope that they don't because maybe they're just getting Jared and Cameron ready in like costume kind of like how the camp comeback was um but uh yeah I really hope we don't miss out on all that intro of them both walking back in I would love to see the chaos but um I'm obviously manifesting Matt to win the season. He is my first pick on my roster this year. And I believe, obviously, he's been my best pick so far. Um, I just think that he's playing a good game right now. Um, I think that he has put himself in a good position. I think that he's made a couple mistakes this week. Um, but I hope that he just rides medium the whole way through and takes out the win. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for a win. All right, Charles, who's your pick and anything else you want to touch on before we end this pod tonight? Pick to win, you know, again, I hate to say it, but I've, I've started saying it a few weeks ago. Matt is just in a really, really great spot at this point. Um, you know, again, I feel as if not even consciously people are choosing not to target him. And he is just true. He has proven to be a super, super tough competitor. I think that socially he's just in a really great spot. Um, I am going to say she's on my team. I would still love to see America win. You know, she ruffled a few feathers here and there, but she's not really done anything terrible. Um, you know, she's also proven that she can compete. She hasn't won anything outright, but she's been in there a couple of times. Uh, I think people also know that if you let her get to that top six spot, like 
then she is going to become even more of a threat. You know, looking at her, you know, having conversations with Corey, the transformation that she has brought to Corey, even, um, you know, you know, she's she's aware, right? Like she's aware of everything that's going on. Um, and I think that if people choose to leave her, then she's going to be even even more dangerous and become a threat. It's funny you say that because tonight I did have winter vibes on America. I was like, you know, if she plays this right, she could end up in a position to where she's fighting for a final two spot. As of now, in her showmance, in her duo, you know, so to speak, um, she is the bottom target. Corey would definitely be the person that people would target first over her at this point, I think. Um, previously in previous weeks, I think people would have targeted America over Corey, but because Corey's gotten his hands into some arguments, into some play, into some HOHs, into some things like that, I think he's got more blood on his hands. So I do think that Corey is more of a uh, threat at this point where America can a little bit fly under the radar. I hate to say this, but because she's such a super fan, I do root for her a little bit. I don't love how, like she says, how iconic things are because I'm the type of person to where I'm, if I'm in front of someone, you know, or if I'm on a big thing, like I don't, I don't like outwardly acknowledge how iconic it is. I hold it on the inside a little bit, but I, I do I, love I'm her the game. Josh Martinez school of thought where if you're a super fan, shut the hell up and act like, you know, nothing like, yes. but I think personally, I think if America wants her best shot at winning, you cut Corey as a big move. And oh. then you try to sit and then you try to sit next to FBJ or Mimi. Well, let me throw in a little bit of uh, extra fodder to this America fire we're kindling right now. She and uh, Blue did have a conversation yesterday. They formed an alliance. They call it Sirens, and they both promised to take out their significant other. And neither one of them has ratted that out in over 24 hours, which is rare, especially for Blue. Um, but, But America didn't tell Corey about it, which is also kind of rare. So maybe she's doing something. But here's my thing. I think she's playing blue. I think she's trying to play blue because I don't think America likes Corey too much in comparison to blues feelings towards Jared. No. Like America likes Corey too much to like completely do that. Whereas sure. blue is just so over and tired of Jared. But because Jared's been a jerk. But 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 Richard, this is the night that I've disagreed with you <laughs> very most. It had to come out at of some point. Any Sarah. other season and or any other episode that we've done. And it's because um there is no way in hell America takes Corey to the final two. There is no way in hell well, I, I agree with that. She will she be would done. Do I that. literally just said that if she wants to win. She needs to sit next to not Corey or like not like one of them. Yeah, well, she's definitely she's at least she take blue. She's doing some things, giving herself some agency, which we didn't exactly see. She's doing things outside of Americorey, or as Blue calls it, Cormerica, which is way worse. <laughs> All right, rock the world. Blue came up with something stupid. Wow. 
that was my one extra fun fact for my closing segment, which is that blue in America thing. Uh, my pick for winner, uh, I'm going to go against the grain a little bit. Everyone's choosing Matt. I'm going to go Suri. I think Matt takes Suri and Suri wins. So uh, I'd like that to happen, <laughs> but let's be realistic. They're going to get rid of her. I know, but I think maybe with Jared gone, lo- yeah, I've heard a lot of rumors about she's a really good social player. So we're really going to see what happens now that Jared's gone. She's on I her think, own, clean slate. Maybe. I, I just think here's her. my thing. I think Suri would be good playing a social game where she can play alone from the start and not now you're already with people that are situated into certain groups and certain relationships. Suri's good at forming relationships with brand new people. That's the whole reason why Survivor is so good to her because like even on season, even on returnee seasons, not everybody knows each other. And she can still okay. like build and form those new relationships. Uh, I do want to <laughs> say this. Go for it. <laughs> Go for it. Do it. Depending on how long it takes to get Jared and Cameron back into the house, I think that Suri would probably pick someone to spill the beans to in order to secure her safety moving forward, whether it were Felicia or... Blue Mimi. Mimi. I I don't think Sarah's a big blue blue fan. She's got to do something to get her hooks into someone. But you didn't see Blue crying when Jared left, and you didn't see Sari hugging her and Sari just like hugging after. So I wonder how many hours is it going to take for Cameron and Jared to get back into that house? And is Suri going to spill any beans before the next HOH? Or is she going to hold that to her? Because if she spills beans and Jared walks back into that house. But I, I, I do think Suri's that smart. that I think she's would gonna... secure her spot with someone moving forward. Suri's smart. I think she's going to use this week just to build those relationships and to build those bonds. It's just going to be more difficult than in other games she's played because those other ones, she can start from the beginning alone and solo. Well, can I ask and Charles, maybe you, let me hear your thoughts on this. Uh, what does Suri revealing that Jared was her son? How does that play out? Like, do you have an opinion on, does that help her? Does it hurt her? I know Richard has an opinion, so we'll go to him <laughs> next. <laughs> but, Before he falls I, I had out that of thought in my mind. I was like, do you just never tell anybody because you're like, oh, I got to have an advantage in the game. And so that would make other people jealous. Or does that build trust? Yeah, you know, I, I'm kind of in between, but I'm going to hedge on the side and agree with Sarah on that one. I think if she's able to, again, talk to... At this point, probably Miss Felicia is the only logical opportunity for that to kind of get her back on her side to really say, you know what, this is a secret that I've had. I know Jared refers to you as his mom, but oh, here we go. Now, I think that'll kind of hurt Miss Felicia, but with her personality, I think that'll be the one thing that's like, Oh my gosh, Sari just told me, and I'm the only one that knows, and I'm the first one that she told. That would 100% get her trust. Now, telling somebody like, you know, I also think Corey could be a good option since they have, you know, the relative sort of thing. But other than that, I think 
telling it to someone else really wouldn't do much and may end up hurting her because then everybody would start to talk a little bit. But the only person that I think she would truly benefit from doing that and getting back on her side would be Miss Felicia for sure. Richard? I just think she needs to be caught like careful. I totally agree with what Charles said because I think what you need to worry about is just in case she gets the Frankie Grande treatment. If you reveal too late into the game that you're related to somebody, especially since this time it's like someone that's in the house and has been in the house, like now you're risking people to go, why did it take you this long? Why now? Why not three weeks ago? Right? So I just think like if you tell the wrong person, like if you tell Matt and Jack, I think that's going to be their first reaction. Like, why didn't you tell us earlier? Why did it take this long? Right. And that'll only hurt in the long run. Like, like if you think back to 16, Frankie saying, like telling people that he's Ariana Grande's brother was a huge part of his eviction and the distrust that was, you know, broken there between himself and his Alliance members. So you have to be careful for that kind of stuff as well. Yeah. Good points all around. Well, Man, we uh, we went pretty long on just one episode. We didn't even talk about the week, so that's just uh, Charles. You got some catching up, so you got a good episode to, to catch up on. So oh, I can't wait. I'm gonna try. Yeah, to do we it just in the spoiled all of it. <laughs> it's all right. That's how. No, that, no. That's spoil. how I watch every episode because the, the podcast spoil everything for me anyway. So uh, welcome to the live feeder life. But uh, no, that's uh, that's gonna do it for this recap of week eight or nine or ten. I don't remember where we're at but um we will be back next week recapping a uh zombie week in the big brother house the scary verse so i'm very much looking forward to what is going to happen this week what does the format look like who's going to actually go home and how does it all shake out and you know we'll be back here next thursday uh, but until then thank you for watching please like and subscribe everywhere where you find podcasts and our youtube channel and uh, we'll be we'll be back real soon thanks everyone